Welcome to another episode of the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast, where hopefully by the end of this episode, you will become the smartest Amazon seller in the room. I am the host, Scott Needham. I am the CEO slash co-founder of Buy Boxer, very large Amazon seller with a huge catalog, but we've uh, started, not started, We've for, for years, we've been trying to venture out beyond uh, being just a, you know, a transactional seller and building onto Amazon. And today to sh- prove that I have another one of our team members, um, Ryan Morgan, who's been with us for two years. Mm-hmm. I was going to almost say three. It's been a bit. Um, he's been on our marketing team and uh, filled a lot of different hats uh, for us there. So welcome, Ryan. Thanks, Scott. It's great to be here. Okay. First off, this is going to be uh, funny. He actually does his own podcast. <laughs> and so I want my audience of 12 people and hit to, to match up with his audience of 12 people. Cause I think I, I'm joking. My, I don't know the size of uh, my audience. It's not 12. It's more than that, but, um, I always love teasing myself for how small of an audience I will do this podcast for. So tell me about your podcast for like one second. Sure. Uh, we, me and my friend Justin, we host the Geekathalon. It's a podcast where we just take geeky fun stuff, break it down, talk about it, just chat. We have a good time. It's really low key, really fun. Yeah. Um, well, he leaves a lot of that at the door. And when he comes to buy a boxer, he talks mostly business. <laughs> That's we, right. we did go on a star Wars rant this morning. Um, <laughs> and m- maybe I should do more podcasts in the office. Cause I think I'm just a little bit more funny in the office. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm my podcast might be on the bit of the dry side, but surprise, I actually have a, a personality and you didn't even sign up for that. Um, so <laughs> Ryan works on our marketing team and, uh, his, uh, one of the things that he's, uh, led, uh, for us is brand registry. That's what I wanted to talk about. I didn't know, I I didn't know I was going to do an episode on this, but I, there was just some questions that people were hitting me with. I was like, well, how do you do this? Okay. So I've been in uh, the brand registry program and used it a little bit, but there are some particulars that are important. And this is something that I think every Amazon seller should know. Uh, even if you are wholesale, there's a likelihood that you know you you get a, an exclusive at some certain at some point in time. And to make even just simple product page edits, uh, brand registry helps. So. Um, Brand registry has actually changed a fair amount over the few years that it's been around. That's right. Um, do you, uh, first off, we'll talk about what it takes to get into it and what we use it for, and maybe we'll talk about some of the changes where it's been and where we think it's going to go. Um, so what is required to get brand registry? Um, so to get brand registry, you have to have an active registered trademark. This is one of the uh, – whenever – it was last year, in May, I think, they switched to a – Brand Registry 2.0, and with that change, uh, you're now required to have access to a active and registered trademark with, uh, it can be an international trademark or here in the United States as well. Okay. Um, you also need to have um, the ability to verify that you own that trademark, and the way that you do that is through your uh, contacts with the person that helped you register it, uh, particularly like a trademark attorney kind of a thing. 
And then finally, you just need like a administrative access to uh, Seller Central or Vendor Central. Okay. So yeah, this is applicable for Vendor Central. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you need two or three additional supporting documents. Sure. Um, to You have to register your trademark with the USPTO or the okay. United States Patent and Trademark Office. So that can be a little bit of a hassle, but... How long does that take? Um, well, they don't really give a timeline, being a governmental agency, but uh, yeah. uh, it can be about three to four months is generally... They say you should check it every three to four months, so... Yeah, that is for uh, those that are building their Amazon business. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> a lot can happen between then and now. So um, I have known a few sellers that they will shoehorn any of their products into the same brand to get everything under the same umbrella, sure. even though they could be completely different products. Because, you know, getting new uh, trademarks is it's a tedious process and uh there there's some costs that we could talk about briefly but um so you should have this in your mind uh now rather than later you'll be you'll be grateful in the future to have at least one um entrance into the brand registry program i i could actually do a, a podcast on some of the additional features of the brand registry p program maybe I'll, I'll brush it over a little bit now sure. um i I think it does require brand registry. And then when you do that, it, it actually unlocks some features on a seller central account. That's right. Um, it will unlock um, the brand analytics page. Um, but first, while we're still on getting the trademark, um, do you know any of the costs associated with it? Um, so doing a little bit of research, uh, it can cost to register your trademark with the USPTO uh, it can cost anywhere between $225 to about $400. They have a couple different packages that you could choose when you get started. Uh, and then on top of that, there's a couple of fees that you might need to worry about, anywhere between $100 and $125. Uh, and then to maintain your uh, trademark, I think every five years or so, you need to pay another fee uh, to make sure that you have it. But actually, like, registering it with Amazon is free. Okay. At least one part of the process is free <laughs> because you can also hire an attorney to do this, especially if you're a foreign domiciled applicant. That's right. And um, I wonder, it makes me it does make me wonder if there's some international uh, trademarks out there, uh, so uh, organizations that might be cheaper slash easier. Sure. Um, if someone uh, knows about that, uh, hit me up and tell me and I'll, uh, I'll give it a quick shout out because I would be interested to see if there's, if there's a workaround that is, uh, makes a little bit more sense. That feels a little bit less government, government bureaucracy hell. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, how th there's a lot of reasons for you having brand registry. One of the main reasons that we see is for managing unauthorized activity or like uh, uh, violations uh, among the brand. Um, what would, uh, how useful is that tool? You know, if you're going to report a violation, um, tell us a little bit more about that process. Sure. Yeah. So um, once you have access, once you've registered a brand with your brand registry, uh, 
um, account, you have access to the report violation tool. This tool is, it's pretty neat. It allows you to do more than uh, just make a case about something. You can choose whenever you uh, go on if you want to submit a violation about trademark, patent, or copyright infringement. Um, you can give specific examples of um, SKUs or ASINs. You can search by ASIN if you found a competitor, or you can even just put up a, a picture and anything that uses that picture, you can see that on those listings. Then you can choose which listing you want to do and then choose the exact type of violation that you're reporting. Um, and at the end of the process, it helps if you have uh, some proof, like if you've ordered the, the, the object and then you can have the package or shipping number and then you have some pictures to go along with it. Um, for effectiveness, I would say that it's probably been about I don't know, 60, 60 to 70% effective for the yeah. times. So the, I just did a podcast um, with Megan oh, yeah. who we were, you know, this is, we're on the receiving end, mm -hmm. you know, buy boxers on the receiving end of much of this stuff. Sure. And it's effective. <laughs> if, if you can get Amazon to, um, uh, it looks like that they, I'm glad that they're, uh, they show hesitation. They, they need, right. you know, that the brand, you know, to prove some, of the, that these are actual violations. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to hear that, you know, there's a little bit of onus on the brand to, sure. to accomplish some things, but, um, that's really interesting. And you, you know, you could, if you're a brand and, and you could really defend yourself Definitely. in a way that, you know, four or five years ago, you just, you had, you could do nothing, mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. Um, uh, I mean, you even look at like a brand like Nike, it, they, while they have, you know, name brand recognition, they still have to go through these processes because Amazon does defend sellers to a degree. Right. They, I, um, they, I know that the marketplace is dominated by the first sale doctrine in certain ways. Like they, they feel that if someone has a legitimate product, they want them to be able to sell it. Mm -hmm. And that's always been good for sellers, but they're, they're balancing a little bit with, uh, you know, if, if sellers are really infringing on brands like legal rights, um, brand registry is the step in that direction. For sure. So um, another benefit of uh, having brand registry is you can update your product pages a little bit easier. Yeah, we, we found that if we are the, the a registered user or an administrator or a brand owner, for that, uh, any updates that we want to push through seems like they go through a lot quicker. Yes, you, fewer cases required, definitely, and uh, less documentation supporting. Mm -hmm. I, for example, sometimes uh, Amazon retail has created a lot of pages, and as a seller, just a generic seller, you can't edit any of their content Correct. if Amazon retail did that. But I, I imagine if you have brand registry you can maybe start to have a, a sway on things. Yeah, definitely. It seems like your content will show up more often and it's less sending in pictures of UPCs to verify that you actually have this product. So you're right. If you have a large catalog, if you're, um, you know, a manufacturer or, you know, a brand owner with a lot of products, this is definitely the way you want to go because, um, one thing that Buyboxer has done fairly well is work with larger catalogs. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and th some of the issues are, are like this. If you have one product, you can go fight all day to get the content you want onto sure. your product page. But when we're dealing with a few hundred products and lots of changes made across many of them, brand registry simplifies that process for us a lot. Definitely. Um, and then, okay, so what are the, there's, there's additional benefits to brand registry. Um, and Ryan, if you have any that I'm missing, let me know. But sure. um, there is, you you get opened up to a new advertising spot, the uh, uh, headline search ads. Mm -hmm. Those are called uh, sponsored brands. I was like sponsored thinking, brands, like, I was like, yeah. where's how's brands in it? Yeah, sponsored brands. Um, we we use those a little bit, but you you can't even use that um, unless you have brand registry exactly. and th that spot um, often will actually, it's not like an advertising on one product. Mm -hmm. It advertises onto a brand. I know Amazon's pushing it a lot. They actually had a conference. I don't know if they call it AdCon. Um, they brought some uh, big marketers to Seattle and they just talked about a lot of, you know, their, their, their normal advertising things. And I, Last week was talking with a someone that went there, and he said that they were just pushing sponsored brands, um, just pushing, 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 like as a defense to you know new sellers that like you could build a brand presence. Sure, um, I'll have to look more into that to know if it's more than just a pay per click tool. Mm -hmm. As a pay per click, it's all right. Sure, um, but does is there a weight to being a, a good brand on Amazon? I kind of think that their search algorithm kind of works one product at a time mm -hmm. just because, you know, you're Nike or uh, let's take a, 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 a less well-known brand, but like say like just cause you launch a new product, that initial brand doesn't like um, give you crazy organic results solely because of your brand. Um, I, I, I will go into that one a little bit down the road. Um, now then you also get addition and additional, uh, content features. You could do your enhanced brand content mm -hmm. or a plus content as it used to be called. Um, and before without brand registry, you don't have access to that. That's right. And then, um, you could upload and manage videos. Yeah. You can't even upload or manage videos until you have this. So. Definitely and, a nice feature. And then there's storefront pages. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know Amazon is pushing these storefront pages. I've seen some that look, they look good. Sure. They don't, um, they're kind of a cross between, you know, a customization of your own website mm -hmm. and the generic Amazon page. It's kind of halfway between. Yeah. Um, there are people that if you're direct, if you're a, a direct to consumer play and you don't even have a, your own website, uh, uh, creating a storefront page is your first and easiest option. Um, we've done that for uh, several brands and the brand owners are happy about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not convinced on it actually bringing and converting traffic unless they're bringing um, some and pointing to their Amazon storefront. Yeah, that's definitely where I've seen the most success as well. And if you are uh, relevant enough of a brand, Amazon's actually doing it for them now. I've seen... I've, we're in contact with some brands where Amazon's contacted them and they'll just do it for you. And I say, yes, if Amazon's going to do some work for you, um, just say yes and smile. Now, finally, it gives you access to the Vine program. Um, 
the vine i is there's as of december sorry january 7th 2020 <clears throat> there is a very recent change to the vine program in that they're making it available to sellers not just to people on vendor central um, our account, we have five credits right now where we can uh, apply it to five different products. I don't see a cost associated with it. And awesome. I'm excited to see what Vine can do. Um, that Vine is the uh, the review program. It's kind of like the early review program, except for they just give they give the product to um, people, uh, I guess, shoppers in the uh, reviewers in the Vine program. And, it, and you can kind of guarantee reviews better than um, the the early reviewer program that you have to pay $60 for. Sure. And maybe you get some reviews. This is guaranteed mm-hmm. um, as I understand it. So a lot of features of the uh, brand, brand registry. Um, do you have any thoughts on where like some important changes or where like you think it might be going, some things in the future? Well, I've, I've seen that just kind of, helping sellers crack down more on unauthorized sellers um, and counterfeit products. Um, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about Project Zero on uh, Brand Registry. They're showing it off. Uh, it's a tool that will let you, um, it, it's supposed to give you zero uh, counterfeit SKUs or zero um, rogue sellers kind of a thing. And uh, along those lines, I've also been getting uh, emails from brand registry about um, transparency, which is their yes. other program for kind of gating or protecting brands. Yep. Yep. I've seen, and you need brand registry to, to use both of those. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, we've been on the receiving end of transparency. We, <laughs> we got some products that we couldn't send in because they didn't have that code. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it's having an effect sure. on the channel. And, um, I've actually heard good things about those two. Uh, I don't know enough right now to dive into make it a, a podcast, but, um, I, what I do know is, is where, um, a lot of development is happening right now is around brand registry is this brand dashboard. There's two different, um, places right now in seller central. There is, um, let's see, there's brand analytics and then there's the brand dashboard. The brand analytics, um, it takes actually some a feature that was in uh, Vendor Central, kind of uh, it's Amazon's own search term tool. Mm-hmm. And you could type in a term or an ASIN and it could show you the top three ASINs on any given search term during a period of time. So um, if, you know, right now, if I click on it, it'll show me like Nintendo Switch is the number one, Search. I've seen I've seen that as the number one overall, and I think they do up to a few hundred, maybe like four or five hundred thousand. Um, the th- what's really cool about brand analytics? It's the only place that shows conversion percentage awesome. reported by Amazon. They're showing you know show you the top three products and which ones are getting the clicks and which ones are getting the conversions for a given search term. And if you wanted to do a uh, a test, say like using a coupon or um, even do some of your own AB split testing. You could do that through the brand analytics. I think you only need one brand registry 
and then your account will have access to it. But what's cool, like, but brand analytics has a lot of uh, features outside of um, your own product. This can be used for product research. And, um, you know, if you're launching a product or, uh, or for even products that you don't have brand registry, you just get it, getting access to this, um, gets you access to some interesting, uh, data. Uh, let's see. You can even see a little bit of demographic information here, uh, for the brands that you own, you know, so, uh, let's, I haven't made too much use of it, uh, for our product selection, but I imagine if you, you know, some of these features, if you have like one ASIN that you really are dialing in on, you know, this is your hero ASIN that your business is on. You can start to really uh, learn more about your audience. Um, and then let's jump over in the, uh, in the performance tab. This first one, the brand analytics is in, is in the reports tab. In the performance tab is the brand dashboard, which every single time I come back to it, which has been about, you know, two times a month, I'm seeing something new. So um, they're showing, you know, brand health in terms of like how much of your product pages are, how well they're developed um, and, you know, page views, conversion and traffic at the, uh, it's, it's a ton of data. And I see like every time I come back, like I'm telling you, they're, they're putting in new features. Okay. And then finally, um, in the uh, brand dashboard, they have, they have this thing called brand benefits. And this has everything all in one page, you know, from dashboard to A-plus content to your stores, um, Amazon Live. You can manage your own experiments, Amazon Attribution, new product optimizer. Uh, and then they, they will show you the reviews, the, the customer reviews and your videos. So everything that kind of put all the brand stuff into one page in this new brand dashboard, which is just lying by itself in uh, seller central. So clearly an active space and uh, you know, it's kind of like one of those hoops that you have to jump. I was working with someone a few months ago and you know, they couldn't do a lot of things that they wanted to do because they did not have brand registry. And I feel like the life of an Amazon seller is the life of jumping through hoops. Um, there's sure. a, a lot of things, a lot of boxes you have to check to um, really to, to, to be an e-commerce professional. Like you can't, you're going to have your hands uh, tied until you, you have all the tools that you're, uh, you have access to everything. So that's um, what I've got. I'm sure uh, I'll get a lot of uh, feedback because while I do, we do use brand registry, it's, it's dynamic and people are probably using it for more, for other interesting things. So, um, send me a, a message. Um, and if you have any other topics that you want me to cover on the podcast, um, I've received really, uh, a lot of uh, good feedback. And, um, another thing I'm interested about, if you have any like, uh, uh seller groups out there that, uh, have a, a you know, good engagement and, and a good, uh, a high level of conversation. I would like to learn about that. I, I'm always looking for where those smartest sellers are out there and uh, see if I can add to the conversation or just learn from them. Um, and 
And always, if you uh, share this podcast with uh, anyone else, that's a, that's probably the most flattering thing you, you could do. Um, and then finally, if I it's January seventh, twenty twenty, I'm doing a, probably about uh, nine more meetups across the nation. Why am I doing this? I don't know why, but it seemed like it was fun. <laughs> it was a good idea, and I was like, well, let's just do this more. And I've got a lot of miles racked up that it really won't cost. Uh, the business much at all. If anything, um, I we've been very smart with our miles. But if you want to come, I've got a coupon. Um, you just type in, uh, put in smart onto the event page. Um, it's on Eventbrite, so smartestseller.eventbrite.com. I'll throw that in the show notes and use the coupon code smart for fifty percent off. And then you know you could see me in real life, and we could turn this podcast. Uh, into something that uh, is real. And so thank you for uh, listening to the show. Thank you, Ryan, for for joining and uh, showing that I don't have all the expertise in the world. And it be- <laughs> it, it's helpful to have a bunch of other professionals working on the, on the task with me. So no problem. All right. Well, I'll uh, tune in to uh, next week's episode as I consistently... You know, I've got about seven months of posting every Tuesday morning. I did not know I was going to get this far. <laughs> it's pretty good. Most yeah, pod- seriously, that's m- awesome. m- Most podcasts quit within the first six months. We we beat that. We're special. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Have a good week, guys. See ya. One, two, three. <laughs>